Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles or ACIMOE. Also on that uh, website, there's a tab called Lesson Sign Up, where you can sign up to receive a daily excellent email that includes both the reading for the day as well as the lesson for the day. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we finish our reading of Chapter 24, Specialness and Separation, with Section 8, The Meeting Place. We're also mindful of our lesson today, beautiful lesson 264. I am surrounded by the love of God. And uh, for opening this morning, I found this beautiful little piece from St. Clair of Assisi. And all about this love. It goes like we become what we love, and who we love shapes what we become. If we love things, we become a thing. If we love nothing, we become nothing. Imitation is not a literal mimicking of Christ. Rather, it means becoming the image of the beloved, an image disclosed through transformation. This means we are to become vessels of God's compassionate love for our brothers. I am surrounded by the love of God. Amen. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. Oh, beautiful. Thank Claire. Thank you, Lori. You demonstrate that every day. (laughs) Thank you. So do we all. Well, we're all becoming each other here. <laughs> yes, we are. And so we find ourselves, huh? Um, let's see. Here's our reading list this morning. We have Fran, Harrison, Karen, Jennifer, Judy, Robin Marie, Lemoyne, and Lana. Has anyone else joined us that would like to be on the re- I'm sorry, I forgot to say that Ida is here with us listening today. And has anyone else joined us that would like to say good morning or be on the reading list? Good morning. It's Jessica, and I can read. <clears throat> Thanks, Jessica. Thank you. And it's Sandra, and I'll just listen. And Sandra's listening today. Okay. <clears throat> Anyone else? Oh. All right. So we begin then with the conclusion of Chapter 24, Specialness and Separation, Section 8, The Meeting Place. Starting with Paragraph 62. How bitterly does everyone tied to this world defend the specialness he wants to be the truth his wish is law unto him and he obeys 
Nothing his specialness demands does he withhold. Nothing it needs does he deny to what he loves. And while it calls to him, he hears no other voice. No effort is too great, no cost too much, no price too dear to save his specialness from the least light, the tiniest attack, the whispered doubt, the hint of threat, or anything but deepest reverence. This is your son, beloved of you as you are to your father. Yet it stands in place of your creations who are son to you that you might share the fatherhood of God, not snatch it from him. What is this son you have made to be your strength? What is this child of earth on whom such love is lavished? What is this parody of God's creation that takes the place of yours? And where are they now that the host of God has found another son which he prefers to them? Uh, Fran. Chapter 24, Specialness and Separation, Section 8, The Meeting Place, Paragraph 62. How bitterly does everyone tied to this world defend the specialness he wants to be the truth? His wish is law unto him, and he obeys. Nothing his specialness demands does he withhold. Nothing it needs does he deny to what he loves. And while he, it calls to him, he hears no other voice. No effort is too great, no cost too much, no price too dear to save his specialness from the least slight, the tiniest attack, the whispered doubt, the hint of threat, or anything but deepest reverence. This is your son beloved of you as you are to your father yet it stands in place of your creations who are son to you that you might share the fatherhood of God not snatch it from him what is the son that you have made to be your strength what is this child of earth on whom such love is lavished what is this parody of God's creation that takes the place of yours and where are they now that the host of God has found another son, which he prefers to him, to them. 63. The memory of God shines not alone. What is within your brother still contains all of creation. Everything created and creating, born and unborn as yet, still in the future or apparently gone by. What is in him is changeless. And your changelessness is recognized in its acknowledgement. The holiness in you belongs to him. And by your seeing it in him returns to you. All of the tribute you have given specialness belongs to him and must return to you. All of the love and care, the strong protection, the thought by day and night, the deep concern, the powerful conviction this is you, this is to you belong to him. Nothing you gave to specialness but is his due, and nothing due him is not due to you.
Thank you, Fran. And Harrison. The memory of God shines not alone. What is within your brother still contains all of creation. Everything created and creating, born and unborn as yet, still in the future or apparently drawn back. What is in him is changeless, and your changelessness is recognized in its acknowledgement. The holiness in you belongs to him, and by your seeing it in him, returns to you. All of the tribute you have given specialness belongs to him and thus returns to you. All of the love and care, the strong protection, the thought by day and night, the deep concern, the powerful conviction that is you belong to him. Nothing you gave to specialness but is his due, and nothing due him is not due you, not due to you. Sixty-four. How can you know your work while specialness claims you instead? How can you fail to know it is in his holiness? Seek not to make your specialness the truth, for if it were, you would be lost indeed. Be thankful, rather, it is given you to see his holiness because it is the truth. And what is true in him must be as true in you. Thank you, Harrison. And Karen. 64. How can you know your worth while specialness claims you instead? How can you fail to know it is in his holiness? Seek not to make your specialness the truth, for if it were, you would be lost indeed. Be thankful, rather, it is given you to see his holiness because it is the truth. And what is true in him must be as true in you. 65. Ask yourself this. Can you protect the mind? The body, yes, a little, not from time, but temporarily. And much you think you save 
you hurt. What would you save it for? For in that choice, for in that choice, by both its health and harm, save it for show, as bait to catch another fish, to house your specialness in better style, or weave a frame of loveliness around your hate, and you condemn it to decay and death. And if you see this purpose in your brothers, such is your condemnation of your own. Weave rather than a frame of holiness around him, that the truth may shine on him and give you safety from decay. Thank you, Karen. And Jennifer. Ask yourself this. Can you protect the mind? The body, yes, a little. Not from time, but temporarily. And much you think you say you hurt. What would you say before? For in that choice lie both its health and harm. Save it for show and save to catch another fish, to house your specialness in a better style, or leave a frame of loveliness around your hate, and you condemn it to decay and death. And if you see this purpose in your brothers, such is your condemnation of your own. Weave rather than a frame of holiness around him, that the truth may shine on him and give you safety from decay. 66. The Father keeps what he created safe. You cannot touch it with the false ideas you made because it was created not by you. Let not your foolish fantasies frighten you. What is immortal cannot be attacked, and what is but temporal has no effect. Only the purpose that you see in it has meaning, and if that is true, its safety rests secure. If not, it has no purpose, and it means for nothing. Whatever is perceived as means for truth shares in its holiness and rests in life as safely as itself. Nor will that light go go out when it is gone. Its holy purpose gave it immortality, setting another light in heaven where your creations recognize a gift from me, a sign that you have not forgotten that. Thank you, Jennifer. And Judy. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Lori. 66. The Father keeps what he created safe. You cannot touch it with the false ideas you made because it was created not by you. Let not your foolish fancies frighten you. 
What is immortal cannot be attacked. What is but temporal has no effect. Only the purpose that you see in it has meaning. And if that is true, its safety rests secure. If not, it has no purpose, and it is means for nothing. Whatever is perceived as means for truth shares in its holiness and rests in light as safely as itself. Nor will that light go out when it is gone. The holy purpose gave it immortality, setting another light in heaven, where your creations recognize a gift from you, a sign that you have not forgotten them. (laughs) Oh, this is beautiful. The test of everything on earth is simply this. Quote, what is it for? Unquote. The answer makes it what it is for you. It has no meaning of itself. It has no meaning of itself. Yet you can give reality to it according to the purpose which you serve. Here you are but means along with it. Here you are but means along with it. God is a capital means as well as capital end. In heaven, means and end are one, and one with him. This is the state of true creation, found not within time, but in eternity. To no one here is this describable, nor is there any way to learn what this condition means. Not till you go past learning to the given, the capital given, not till you make again a holy home for your creations as it, it is it understood. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. I'm Robin Marie. seven. The test of everything on earth is simply this. What is it for? The answer makes it what it is for you. It has no meaning of itself, yet you can give reality to it according to the purpose which you serve. Here you are that means along with it. God is a means as well as end. In heaven, means and end are one and one with him. This is the state of true creation, found not within time, but in eternity. To no one here is this describable, nor is there any way to learn what this condition means. Not till you go past learning to the given, not till you make again a holy home for your creations, is it understood. 68. A co-creator with the Father must have a son, yet must this son have been created like himself, a perfect being, all-encompassing and all-encompassed, nothing to add and nothing taken from, not born of size, nor weight, nor time, nor held to limits or uncertainties of any kind. 
Here do the means and end unite as one, nor does this one have any end at all. All this is true, and yet it has no meaning to anyone who still retains one unlearned lesson in his memory, one thought with purpose still uncertain, or one wish with a divided aim. Thank you, Robin Marie. And Lemoyne. A co-creator with the Father must have a son, yet must this son have been created like himself, a perfect being, all-encompassing, and all-encompassed, nothing to add and nothing taken from, not born of size, nor weight, nor time, nor held to limits or uncertainties of any kind. Here do the means and end unite as one, nor does this one have any end at all. All this is true, and yet it has no meaning to anyone who still retains one unlearned lesson in his memory, one thought with purpose still uncertain, or one wish with a divided aim. This course makes no attempt to teach what cannot easily be learned. Its scope does not exceed your own, except to say that what is yours will come to you when you are ready. Here are the means and purpose separate because they were so made and so perceived, and therefore do we deal with them as if they were. It is essential to it be kept in mind that all perception still is upside down until its purpose has been understood. Perception does not seem to be a means, and it is this that makes it hard to grasp the whole extent to which it must depend on what you see it for. Perception seems to teach you what you wanted to see. Excuse me. Perception seems to teach you what you see, yet it but witnesses to what you taught. It is the outward picture of a wish, an image that you wanted to be true. Thank you, Lemoyne. Um, and Lana? Okay. Um, 69. This course makes no attempt to teach what cannot easily be learned. Its scope does not exceed your own, except to say that what is yours will come to you when you are ready. Here are the means and purpose separate. Here are the means and purpose separate because they were so made and so perceived. And therefore, do we deal with them as if they were. It is essential it be kept in mind that all perception still is upside down 
until its purpose has been understood. Perception does not seem to be a means, and it is this that makes it hard to grasp the whole extent to which it must depend on what you, what you see it for. Perception seems to teach you what you see, yet it but witnesses to what you taught. It is the outward picture of a wish, an image that you wanted to be true. 70. Oops. Look at yourself and you will see a body. Look at this body in a different light and it looks different. And without a light, it seems that it is gone. Yet you are reassured that it is there because you still can feel it with your hands and hear it move. Here is an image that you want to be yourself. It is the means to make your wish come true. It gives the eyes with which you look on it. It gives the eyes with which you look on it, the hands that feel it and the ears with which you listen listened to the sounds it makes. It proves its own reality to you. Thank you, Anna. And Jessica. Um, is Jessica still here? Oh, hi. Sorry, sorry. I got uh, distracted. Um, uh, is it 71? Uh, you're at uh, 69 and, or, I'm sorry, 70 and 71. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Um, 70. Look at yourself and you will see a body. Look at this body in a different light and it looks different. And without a light, it seems that it is gone. Yet you are reassured that it is there because you still can feel it with your hands and hear it move. Here is an image that you want to be yourself. It is the means to make your wish come true. It gives the eyes with which you look on it, the hands that feel it, and the ears with which you listen to the sounds it makes. It proves its own reality to you. 71. Thus is the body made a theory of yourself with no provisions made for evidence beyond itself and no escape from its sight. Its course is sure when seen through its own eyes. It grows and withers. It flourishes and dies. And you cannot conceive of you apart from it. You brand it sinful, and you hate its act, judging it evil. Yet your specialness whispers, here is my own beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Thus does the, quote, son become the means to serve his so-called father's purpose. 
not identical, not even like, but still a means to offer to the, quote, father what he wants. Such is the travesty on God's creation. For as his son's creation gave him joy and witness to his love and shared his purpose, so does the body testify to the idea that made it and speak for its reality and truth. Sorry. Are you on mute? Yeah, yeah, okay. mute button wasn't working. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. And is there a new reader for 71 and 72? This is Sandra, I can. Awesome. Thanks, Sandra. Thus is the body made a theory of yourself with no provisions made for evidence beyond itself and no escape within its sight. Its course is sure when seen through its own eyes. It grows and withers, flourishes and dies. And you cannot conceive of you apart from, apart from it. Your brand is sinful and you hate its acts, judging it evil. Yet your specialness whispers, here is my own beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Thus, does the son, in quotes, become the means to serve his, quotes, father's purpose? Not identical, not even like, but still a means to offer to the father, in quotes, what he wants. Such is the travesty on God's creation. For as his son's creation gave him joy and witness to his love and shared his purpose, so does the body testify to the idea that made it and speak for its reality and truth. 72. And thus are two sons made, and both appear to walk this earth without a meeting place and no encounter. One do you see outside yourself, your own beloved son. The other rests within his father's son, within your brother, as he is in you. Their difference does not lie in how they look, nor where they go, nor even what they do. They have a different purpose. It is this that joins them to their like and separate, and separates each from all aspects with a different purpose. The Son of God retains his Father's will. The Son of Man perceives as alien Perceives, perceives an alien will and wishes it were so. And thus does his perception serve his wish by giving it, it appearance of truth. Yet can perception serve another goal? It is not bound to specialness, but by your choice. Yet can perception serve another goal? It is not bound to specialness, but by your choice. And it is given you to make a different choice and use perception for a different purpose. And what you see will serve that purpose well and prove its own reality to you. 
power of decision. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Sandra. And is there one more new reader that would like to finish this morning with 72? Patricia here. Well, thank you, Patricia. And thus are two sons made, and both appear to walk this earth without a meeting place and no encounter. One do you see outside yourself, your own beloved son. The other rests within his father's son, within your brother as he is in you. Their difference does not lie in how they look, nor where they go, nor even what they do. They have a different purpose. It is this that joins them to their like and separates each from all aspects with a different purpose. The Son of God retains his Father's will. The Son of Man perceives an alien will and wishes it were so, and thus does his perception serve his wish by giving it appearances of truth. Yet, can perception serve another goal? It is not bound to specialness but by your choice. And it is given you to make a different choice and use perception for a different purpose. And what you see will serve that purpose well and prove its own reality. You. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. And thank you, everyone who uh, read and listened to this beautiful section today. Um, let's see, I'm not certain what time it is. 56. Um, There's four minutes, and I think I'll use it to highlight just um, a couple of places, especially in paragraph 63. The memory of God shines not alone. What is within your brother still contains all of creation, everything created and creating, born and unborn as yet still in the future or apparently gone by. What is in him is changeless and your changelessness is recognized in its acknowledgement the holiness in you belongs to him 
and by your seeing it in him, returns to you. Nothing you gave to specialness, but is his due, and nothing due him is not due to you. In 64, be thankful it is given you, given you to see his holiness because it is the truth and what is true in him must be as true in you. In 65, weave a frame of holiness around him that the truth may shine on him and give you safety from decay. In paragraph 67, the test of everything on earth is simply this, what is it for? The answer makes it what it is for you. It has no meaning of itself, yet you can give reality to it according to the purpose which you serve. And let's see. <clears throat> In 68, a co-creator with the father must have a son. Yet must this son have been created like himself, a perfect being, all-encompassing and all-encompassed. Nothing to add and nothing taken from. Not born of size, nor weight, nor time, nor held to limits or uncertainties of any kind. Here do the means and ends unite as one. Nor does this one have any end at all. All this is true, and yet it has meaning to anyone who still retains one unlearned lesson in his memory. One thought with purpose still uncertain or one wish with a divided aim. In 69, it is essential, it is essential it be kept in mind that all perceptions still down until its purpose has been understood. Perception does not seem to be a means, and it is this that makes it to which must depend on what you see it for. Perception seems to see, yet it but witnesses to what you taught. It is the outward picture of a wish, an image that you wanted to be true. In 71, thus is the body made a theory of yourself with no provisions made for evidence beyond itself and no escape within its sight. Its course is sure when seen through its own eyes. Your specialness whispers, here is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Such is the travesty of God's creation, for as his son's creation gave him joy and witnesses and witness to his love and shared his purpose, so does the body testify to the idea that made it and speak for its reality and truth. And then finally, in 72, thus are two sons made, and both appear to walk this earth without a meeting place and no encounter. One do you see outside yourself, your own beloved son. The other rests within, his father's son, within your brother as he is in you. The difference does not lie in how they look, or where they go, or even what they do. They have a different purpose. It is this that joins them 
to their light and separates each from all aspects with a different purpose. The Son of God retains his Father's will. The Son of Man perceives an alien will and wishes it were so, and thus does his perception serve his wish by giving it appearances of truth. Yet, can perception serve another goal? It is not bound to specialness, but by your choice. And it is given you to make a different choice and use perception for a different purpose. And what you see will serve that purpose well and prove its own reality to you. What a splendid, splendid reading. And uh, just to put a point on it, <laughs> um, what a great lesson for the day. I'm surrounded by the love of God. And so um, we'll turn to you, Grant, again, Fran, to, to let us to let us spend some time with this lesson as you lead us. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. That was a great summary. Thanks a lot. Loved it. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and the theme that we're on now is what is the body. And today's lesson is Lesson 264. I am surrounded by the love of God. So I shall read some from What is the Body, and then we'll go over to our lesson and do our five-minute practice. Okay. The body is the means by which God's Son returns to sanity, though it was made to fence him into hell without escape. Yet has the goal of heaven been exchanged for the pursuit of hell. The Son of God extends his hand to reach his brother and to help him walk along the road with him. Now it is the body holy. Now it serves to heal the mind that it was made to kill. You will identify with what you think will make you safe. Whatever it may be, you will believe that it is one with you. Your safety lies in truth and not in lies. Love is your safety. Fear does not exist. Identify with love and you are safe. Identify with love and you are home. Identify with love and find your true self. Now we'll go over to the lesson. Lesson 264, I am surrounded by the love of God. Father, you stand before me and behind me, beside me, in the place I see myself and everywhere I go. You are in all the things I look upon, the sounds I hear, and every hand that reaches for my own. In you, time disappears and place becomes a meaningless belief. For what surrounds your son, it keeps him safe, is love itself. There is no source but this, and nothing is that does not share its holiness, that stands beyond your one creation or without the love which holds all things within itself. Father, your son is like yourself, we come to you in your own name today to be at peace within your everlasting love. My brothers, join with me in this today. This is Salvation's Prayer. 
Must we not join in what will save the world along with us? Lesson 264. I am surrounded by the love of God. Five minutes.
Lesson 264, I am surrounded by the love of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. Thank you, guys. Good morning, Mr. Harrison. I remember years ago when I was leading a course in Miracles group at my church. There was um, a person in the group who I'll never forget his name is Richard. And Richard asked a profound question. What movie you can I'm not sure if it was this lesson, but his question was who is the I? In this cycle. Who is the I? And that's a pretty profound question, what, at least for me. Who is the I that's surrounded by the love of God? And my tendency was to think of the I as myself as a body. Um, that my body, Harrison, was surrounded by the love of God. I had come to realize that the I of which Jesus speaks is what Ken Wapnick calls the mind's decision maker. We're not surrounded by the love of God as bodies, but our minds are surrounded by the love of God when we choose to remember what the Course tells us that we're mind, truly mind, only mind. And the wrong mind the love of God doesn't exist. We experience in the wrong mind only fear, hatred, but in our right mind, we realize 
who we truly are. And who we truly are is who is surrounded by the love of God. And we are surrounded by the love of God, no matter what our mortal mind is here the mind thinks it's a body. No matter what it does or what it thinks, it doesn't matter what our behavior is. We are always surrounded by the love of God. That's so comforting to know that no matter how I quote-unquote screw up as a body, my reality still remains the same. I am still surrounded by the love of God. I'm oh, that was so perfect and beautiful. Thank you so much. I needed that. Thank you. Yeah, really, Harrison. Thank you. Thank you, Harrison. That took me right to heaven. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it did. Thank beautiful, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Good morning, this is Sandra, and that was so beautiful, Harrison. And I am surrounded by the love of God, and I may cry. I may cry. I may feel all the feelings. But that statement of truth, I am surrounded by the love of God, is how I get through those feelings. It's how I affirm the truth about who I am and what the world is for. For me to forgive. For me to not judge. That's what the world is for. And I am not a body, but I'm having a body experience. And the only way I can get through this body experience is to continue to affirm the truth that I am surrounded by the love of God. I'm complete. Oh, thank you. beautiful, Sandra. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. So true.
Are you complete, Chandra? Yes. Go for it, Ida. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to go for exactly, but I just felt the urge to, to do that. Um, just such wonderful shares already this morning and about the text and about I am surrounded by the love of God. Uh, I shared about that in the previous call. I shared basically that... Um, my body is surrounded by the love of God and and the love of God is within my body, but also my body is not me and I am surrounded by the love of God. All of it, all the love of God is in me and around me, the real me beyond the body as well. Thank you so much. I'm complete. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. That was great. Just a good morning. Quick, uh, go ahead. Oh, good morning. It's Lana. Did you want to say something, Harrison? After uh, you. Okay. Um, I I love uh, the question it asks us in paragraph sixty-seven. It's such a fundamental question. Um, it says the test of everything on earth is simply this, what is it for? And um, and gosh, I can ask that question about anything that shows up in my awareness, you know, because, um, you know, for me, the eye is the one that's with, that is the awareness of what's showing up in front of me. And whether it's a person, place, thing, situation, Whatever arises up in my perception, um, I get to ask that question, what is it for? And the truth is, the answer is very simple. It's either, the, it's either to uh, join with truth, is that my purpose, or to join with a false reality, an idol, a specialness to validate that in my experience. And the motivation for um, the answer, uh, if I'm truly honest, is in that moment, um, at that instant, I'm trying to convince myself that it's perfectly okay to choose something other than God, to not give God... um, my first go at it, you know, if I'm trying to, oh gosh, anyone, we all have those 
situations, those specialness things, whether it's a relationship or a number in a bank account or, you know, our physical health, um, it's, it's very tempting, um, an ego temptation, to believe that in that moment those things are more important to me than God. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's like we're pulling the rug out from under us because what, when I think that something of um, my humanness or the world uh, is more important than God, I'm, I'm giving up the solution to whatever bothered me because if something is bothering me in my mind about the world, um, you know, the solution is, the true solution and remedy is always in God, is always uh, solved through the love of God in the form of forgiveness. So I'm just, um, you know, it's, um, I like the analogy of the little puppy dog chasing its own tail, thinking its tail is separate from him. And then he finally catches up with the tail and bites it. And, you know, it's it's like that's what happens. Um, the truth bites us in the in the butt and we awaken in that moment. <laughs> Ouch. And uh but Jesus tells me it doesn't have to be painful. Our awakening is is we can that can be our choice. It doesn't have to be thrust on us. Um we can simply choose love. I don't have to understand that. I uh, all I have to do is recognize that it works. That I'm if I'm not at peace I can pause a second and ask, what is this for? What is this worry that seems to have consumed my mind in this moment and taken over? What is it for? It certainly is not going to um, contribute to my peace of mind. It's, it's, what it's for is to validate an alien God. Um, a special God, one that supports my ego and its wants and supposed needs. But if I can just pause in that holy instant and ask this question, what is it for? What's its purpose in the big scheme of things? Or the other question I'd like to ask is, what is the truth of this? Because it, in fact, if it's not peace and love, there is no truth to it. It's just something I've given a false reality to. And um, I've stepped away from love. I've, I've separated myself from it and think, and think it's not a part of me. It's not who I am. And, um, and yet embracing it is the way out of this circle of deception, this spinning and twirling of the dog trying to catch its own tail, you know, and it's 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 like that moment of awakening when I realize I am that. I am the love that I seek. I am the yeah. purpose, you know, and it all comes back to the to the very beginning. So I really do love that question. I'm complete. <sighs> Thank you, Lana. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Lana. 
Thank you, guys. Thanks, Lana. Thank you, Lana. Well, this is either. I'll tell you the false, some of the false um, thoughts that I have. There are even thoughts behind the thoughts, or they could just be the thoughts about my body. When my body seems to tense up in the hospital bed, but even before I came here, when I was at home, so I was doing that. And um, I have to consciously re- relax it, but then it doesn't seem to stay relaxed unless I've got a muscle relaxer in me or something like that, which I can ask for, you know. But um, but I seem to be, when it's tense like that, I seem to be worried about how it is on the bed or is something going to crack in, in my bones or anything, just insane, insane worries, you know. Like I said, it could be underneath the thoughts, of my regular thoughts, but it's there. And uh, so I hope that I can soon let that go and let the tension go and feel, feel you know, better. But that's still better in the body. But that seems to affect my emotions and my thoughts. So that's another reason I want to be able to let the tension go in my body, even though I am not my body. I am free, for I am still as God created me. Thank you. I'm complete. Good morning, it's Karen. Um, I just love the way that this reading goes with what is the body. Um, What is the body is a frame around what we think we are to keep us separate. The ego created it to keep us separate and make us special. And in the context of the reading today, um, the question is, what is it for? What is the body for? We get to decide and we get to dedicate our lives to whatever purpose we choose. The ego's purpose, and I just love this line, and I'm sorry I had to take a call, so I might have missed someone else also saying this, but um, is it a frame for uh, loveliness that surrounds hate, that that is surrounding hate and and um, disease and ugliness and death and or is it is its purpose is the body's purpose to serve holiness? The holiness is the it's a vehicle for holiness. I also really loved everything that was said in the reading today about. Your brother holds that peace for you. He holds the truth of what you've chosen, you know. So whatever purpose I've chosen, I ascribe to my brother. 
So if I'm seeing him as a body and, and he's guilty and he's, you know, falling short of the divine uh, vision, the holy vision, then my brother and I are both, we're both, um, we're both subject to that reality. The alternative is that my brother is the Christ and he is the divine. And, you know, I'm struggling kind of with a few people that I look at and I don't like. But I know now that when I, say, when I feel like I don't like them, it's the part of myself that I don't like that they remind me of, even if it's only by like 2%. Something touches something that I haven't really made peace with in myself and forgiven in myself or healed in myself, you know. This, the hidden the hidden beliefs I have about um, my sinfulness, right? Um, so I was listening to some YouTube things last night, and there was a point that was very good. And um, Eckhartolle is talking about the Course in Miracles, and he said something when these these emotions, like I was talking about yesterday, anger in the pain body are, are triggered. The problem is connecting it to a story. That's the problem because as soon as I connect it to a story, I identify with it. But if I stand in the presence, which the Course calls our stillness, and step back in my stillness and witness the emotions moving through me, then they can pass through. I just felt like that was a good way of saying it because I certainly could have, I could have stopped the, the mental part that connected to the bad feelings I was going through the other day. But I didn't, um, you know, I didn't have the skill, the skillful means to do it in that moment, but this is a learning. Um, I also really loved another line from the course that we just covered, and that is that this this world is for us to come home. It's, it's for us to return to God, and that's the only purpose. So my purpose is to come home. That's all. And my body can serve that purpose. My life can serve that purpose. My thoughts can serve that purpose. Bad or good emotions can serve that purpose if it's purifying me or it's, you know, expressing the divine love inside of me. Um, either of those possibilities. The biggest thing for me is don't judge myself, you know, and definitely don't take anything seriously that I think outside is real. Because <laughs> it's only happening in my mind. And that note, I think I'm complete. Thank you for letting me share. That was spectacular, Karen. Thank you so much. Beautiful, Karen. So important. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Great share. Thank you, Karen. I agree with all of them. And I especially like the part about if you can feel the emotions flowing through you, then you can let them go because maybe that will help me with my body tension that I get into sometimes. Thank you again. Thank <laughs> you.
Thank you all for sharing this journey with me. I'm complete. And thank you for sharing it with me. Yes, indeed. There's so many paragraphs that just uh, stood out for me in today's reading. Um, but several of the chairs point to the body. And paragraph 70 just very directly deals with that. Look at yourself and you will see a body. I don't know if you have to say that to me because that's what I see. Look at this body in a different light and it looks different. And without a light, it seems that it is gone. Yet you are assured that it is there because you still can feel it with your hands and hear it move. Here is an image that you want to be yourself. And that's an out-of-this-world statement. Here is an image that you want to be yourself. It is the means you make. It is the means to make your wish come true. It gives the eyes with which you look on it, the hands that feel it, and the ears with which you listen to the sounds it makes. It proves its own reality to you. How ingenious is that? I look at myself and I see a body. I look at the body in a different light and it looks different. Without a light, the body seems like it's gone. Yet, I still believe that it's there. I have now identified with the body. That's the key. Is do I did do I identify with the body, or do I identify with spirit? That's the decision I'm making every moment of the day. And I only have, I mean, that's a stark choice. It's one or the other. 
I can't experience myself as a body and experience myself as spirit at the same time. It's one or the other. And there are consequences to how I choose to experience myself. If I experience myself, if I choose to experience myself as a body in any way, shape, or form, then I'm buying into all that the body seems to experience. Sickness, death, attack, unhappiness, loss of peace, whatever the opposite of what I experience if I see myself in spirit. And if I see myself in spirit, as spirit, I experience the love of God, a peace that passes understanding, joy, happiness. It's all there because that's all that God created. So I have a choice. Do I want to see myself as a body? Do you need anything more? No, I'm sorry, somebody's unmuted, but that's a good hand for me to end this year. I'm complete. Wow, that was so great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Harrison. Harrison. Beautiful. So inspiring. Yes, very true. Thank you. Harrison, do you, if you don't mind my asking a question, you don't have to answer it, but do you meditate or how do you sort of get out of your body in a way? not perceive it anymore that's my question thank you very good question I do um, it's helpful for me to start with the lesson of the day and then to uh, acknowledge without judgment how I'm seeing myself and it, it occurs all through the day am I seeing myself as a body or am I seeing myself God created me That's kind of 
my touchstone uh, throughout the day. And if I acknowledge that I'm seeing myself as a body, then I know that there is another way of looking at myself. And I can course correct, as I call it, change the course. Um, it doesn't always happen immediately, but I get there. I hope that answers your question. I'm complete. Thank yes, you, it was a very good Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you, Harrison. Yeah, thank you, Harrison, for that. Thank you, Harrison. I you know you're such a gift to everyone. Every one of your shares is so jam packed with wisdom and a knowing founded on the truth of you and us. Bless you and thank you so much for being you. <laughs> Yes, thank you, Harrison. And uh, this is for Ida. There is a meditation out by Joe Dispenza, and it's blessing the energy centers. And I don't think I have your contact information, but I can probably uh, I've I've taped it, so I can text I can text it to you if I have your number. You can receive texts, and it could help. I'm complete. Um. Do you want me to give you my number right now, or should I just say that um, Lori has it? You you can give it to me if you want. I'll just uh, I'm just going to call you just to put okay. it in my okay. Okay, anybody can call me. It's not I'm not hiding anything. Um, <laughs> my number is five two zero. Two eight nine five five one five. Got it. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. No, thank you, Sandra. Sandra, this is Mindy. I'd love to be included in that, or if Ida's willing to forward them, that would be fine. But um, if you're willing to text those to me, too, I would love that. If you want to just give me your number, it might be easier. I don't, I'm hoping that it'll, that'll go through completely and that we won't lose any of it. Um, but... Um, if you give me your number, I'll I'll put that in too. Okay, sure, that would be great. Thank you. Two four eight. Uh, hold on. 
Uh, is it okay? Got it. Uh, right, seven four seven two zero two three. Okay, got it. All right, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for beautiful energy and shares. I'm complete. Thank you, Mindy. I find it interesting, and I do find it interesting that the way through sometimes is through the body. I mean, people do, they use the body to get to the place of not being a body. And you can also use your mind to get to that place as well. I just think it's kind of funny. I'm complete. No, thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Hi, this is Yogi Chris. I'm just, uh, I'm here listening, surrounding myself and all of you with the love of God. Thank you. Thank you, Yogi Chris. Good morning. Hi there, Yogi Chris. Good I morning. thought I saw really happy energy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Lori. Oh, were you going to say something, Lemoyne? I just hear you. I don't think you heard me, but uh, um, I may have started listening better. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I heard a. Thought I heard you. Um, come ahead if 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 you want to. Okay. Um. Oh well. I'm. Uh, unprepared perhaps but this is not about preparation I think but direct experience and I always always I don't know if this is the first place he actually says the words the body but um, early in chapter 2 
or in, in chapter 2, early in the book, it says, the body, if properly understood, shares the invulnerability of the atonement to two-edged application. And the uh, context that he's talking about um, where he's talking about that in is starts with the saying healing is not a miracle. The atonement or the final miracle is a remedy while any type of healing is a result. The kind of error to which atonement is applied is irrelevant. Essentially, all healing is the release from fear. <clears throat> and um, I think the, you know, the problem with identifying with the body is that the body is temporal and will pass, so then it seems to give cause for fear. And now we have, they've gotten lost this is, this is an invitation to getting lost in level confusion because the body then is viewed as um, a source of purpose instead of just being a means. And, you know, it's... Uh, um, it's some bad, perhaps bad examples coming out of that word two-edged. Uh, but the, the, the invulnerability, the atonement to two-edged application is because it is the remedy and a, a restoration of uh, of uh, I, I of identity for the individual, it's the restoration of identity as the love of God, as the extension of the love of God, then holding that thought, everything being an extension of the thought of God, which is of love, then we are even in the physical realm we're actually surrounded by the love of god and everything is that appears otherwise is a, a misinterpretation and that's not to say that something physically dangerous is not real but that it's doesn't actually threaten the being. It only threatens the body. And that the body itself is is purposeless. And that it is only, you know, it's, it's not that we are a body, it's that we have a body. And so he goes on to say the body is merely a fact in human experience. It's almost impossible to deny its existence. And the point he's trying to make is it's not necessary to protect the mind by denying the unmindful. And in some 
Yeah, I think what needs to be denied is seeing our being as um, effect of whatever is happening in form. And when the really the house of truth is in the realm of being and it surrounds all form, creates all form, and uh, the interpretation that puts the being at the effect of form as cause is merely upside down and and just needs to be restored by <laughs> aligning with very very simple <laughs> very simple things like I am surrounded by the love of God and the being that can recognize that um, can be restored to peace that this is a statement of of atonement, of acceptance of the atonement, to recognize I'm surrounded by the love of God, no matter what my feisty little body-attached ego mind might say about threats and purpose being elsewhere. Purpose is at the level of being, and the body is it's a level of expression or means. And uh, purpose and means, you know, if if the purpose, <laughs> if the means don't align with the purpose, then they're just not the means for that purpose. the body itself is neutral and is in fact I think uh, I, in fact I, you know biologically and as a fact it is actually not one thing it's, it's a collection of trillions of cells sharing being in unity and relationship and uh, that is in fact a a uh, the same model on which I believe the universe to be built, that it's all sharing being in unity and relationship. So alignment with the single purpose is uh, what there is to learn here. And I'm complete. That was wonderful, Lemoyne. Thank you. Yes, it was. That was Lemoyne. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Lemoyne. You got a way of putting things. Thank you, Lemoyne. It's Jude. The silence was really pregnant with the lesson today. It got us in all, in evenly in every way throughout the universe. Just thinking about the God particle. You know, when all those physicists were trying to figure out the smallest, smallest, smallest of things, and they got down to something. I don't, I'm not that well-versed in that language, but 
They called it the God particle because they couldn't they couldn't undo it or divide it into anything smaller. I think, Lemoyne, you probably know all about that, but um, vaguely it came to my mind today, and and I was just thinking about what we've read in the text lately, and what we read in the text today, and what the fact of this particular lesson being a salvation prayer and you know prayer being praise praise unto our source our creator the awareness of what that is being in being or you know it's beyond the words it's it's that's why I'm so enjoying the silence today. Um, I think I'm closest to it when I'm still. But the lines from the text um, that particularly jumped out at me from the lesson was that um, God is, is means and end, capital means and capital end. And, you know, that heaven is as me, the means and the end are one, and that heaven is complete and perfect communication with God and his creation came to mind, and the whole encompassing, embracing unity of grace and love and peace and joy and happiness, and that just just was... Uh, in me, and I'm in it. So that's all, folks. <laughs> God is all in all as all, evenly and equally throughout everything. Uh, just beautiful stuff we've been reading. Thanks for bringing it to me, reading it with me, and being together with me in, in this practice. I love you. Thank you. This is Jude, and that's all, folks. <laughs> Thank you, Judy. Uh, Laura, uh, did you hear something? Um, I, I would love to hear it. I don't know about... Oh, gosh. Oh, uh, thanks for asking, Lana. Uh, boy, what a doorway that we can walk through, huh? I'm surrounded by the love of God. There's a there's a quote um, that comes to me instantly when I do this lesson, and it is feel the love of God within you, and you will see it everywhere because it is everywhere. And that's that's the beauty of um, the acceptance of the atonement for myself. <clears throat> so, many, so many places. Um, so many places he's highlighting what happens to the mind when it accepts truth. But um, the bottom line for me in this reading is the healing of perception. You know, he says you can see in two ways and you can hear two voices. And I believe in the see in two ways, he goes on to say, without your allegiance, love, and protection, the ego cannot exist. 
and I remember the year uh, that that struck me in fullness. It was the same year that I decided that my response to everything, every, all the chatter in the mind, my response to everything would be, I don't know. And um, and over the it was a very short time of being really really vigilant about listening for that other voice, that ego voice. It was a very short time before I realized this voice doesn't talk if I'm not listening. <laughs> it, it's it can't carry on a conversation. It can't enter into dialogue. It has no argument um, when I don't agree with it. Um, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. But the loyalty that I give it when I listen to it, um, here's the thing I learned, actually steals my life away from me. It just It's the thief of my reality. It um, robs me of the joy of living. It takes away uh, any response that I would have uh, in love, it um, I don't want it. <laughs> I just don't want it. And the beautiful thing about it is it's it, that voice, is only as loud as my listening, allegiance, love, and protection. And that's what he's talking about. Those are two sons made, this special self, this ego self. Uh, the body is the home of the ego, and it turns out that the ego and the body are the same illusion. But the beautiful thing about this reading, about what is the body and what is the love of God, is that I can align my mind with purpose. What I use the body for, it will become for me. What I use it for, it will become for me. <clears throat> see see it as a means for attack and um, and you'll lose awareness of yourself see it as means to extend the love of God and it is made holy in the manual for teachers gosh you know it, it would it would be really excellent uh, at this point after this reading to read section 12.5 how many teachers of God I think is that I have no computer today so I can't access any of my typical places but um, I believe 12.5 is how many teachers of God does it take to save the world just one this one is uh, holy sanctified spirit is unlimited has accepted atonement for himself and knows the truth. Uh, thus he can forgive, thus he can heal. He has accepted Christ, and he is healed. That's um, the value of aligning my mind with truth. I don't know. I don't know, but it's always revealed to me. I loved your discussion, Lana, about um, level confusion I think you touched it yesterday and today but my level confusion am I a body am I a mind am I a spirit all of that resolves itself in purpose when I accept God's purpose 
of love, of unity, of truth, I have exited the thought system of the ego. It doesn't mean that I, I don't go back there, but it means I know the truth and the truth that sets me free. Um, the other thing I wanted to um, just comment about, I think, uh, is so important. Cause there's a section in the book called Total Commitment. And when I realized that um, this is an ongoing dialogue in my mind all day long, um, of what is my purpose? What is my purpose? What's the truth of this? Um, it comes into my awareness that, oh my God, this is a total commitment. It's a full-time job. Watching my mind and paying attention to what I'm doing with my thoughts. Who I'm listening to and what I'm seeing. The healing of perception is uh, the gift of the atonement. The atonement returns my mind to certainty of who I am and what I am and what is the truth about God in our relationship. It's the one uh, defense that can be called upon in any situation because it is the truth. And to express the truth is... Um, is how we teach, how we project. You know, he says, every mind must project by that it lives. Think about that. Every mind must project by that it lives. And I always have a choice. What do I want to project? What's my purpose here? And the gifts that, that come from recognizing that when I unify my purpose with God, uh, they're astounding. It's just astounding. You know, he says back in chapter 33, I think, in The Loss of Certainty, something like every soul, every soul, capital S, every soul knows God completely. If I perceive I'm making a judgment about that and that judgment will hurt me and it will break the relationship I have with that soul and it will break the relationship that I have in truth with my father. Every soul knows God completely. How could I, how could I take one jot away from anyone's holiness. If I do so, I've destroyed my peace and I've lost awareness of reality. He says to perceive truly, this is, this is key, you guys, to perceive truly is to be aware of all reality. Oh dear. Just a minute. Okay. <laughs> to perceive truly is to be aware of all reality through the awareness of your own. To be aware of all reality through the awareness of your own. The only way um, to that is through acceptance of the atonement. Now I'm going to dash back over to how many teachers of God. Only one. And then he goes on to explain uh, why do we even need a body? Well, because um, if we 
if we went around as spirits tapping people on the proverbial shoulder reminding them that they're love that would be frightful um, everyone needs to have a relatable image um, you know I need to have a relatable image in order to express unity in a way that's most effective without fear so God gave me this body I made it but he's given it another purpose now I can use it to hold out my hand and reach for my brother and thus the body becomes holy and he goes on in that reading to say thus does the Son of God become the son of thus does the Son of Man this thing that I made become the Son of God because I've accepted the purpose of atonement I'm healed and I can heal I'm forgiven and I can forgive I can remember the truth and when I remember the truth for me I'm remembering the truth for the sonship the soul knows he says the sonship the consciousness of its own is included in the sonship or something like that the soul knows that the consciousness of all its brothers is included in its own why because the soul knows God completely and every single one of us the soul belong to the sonship of God I'm going to end this with um, something so very 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 simple that um, led me out of my private self it's so very simple A person I loved and respected wrote me a note and said I sense we are on parallel paths to me that was one of the most elegant expressions of uh, truth and it started my healing journey and this is what we're here for that's what I'm here for and when I do that uh, with anyone it's all joy to me <laughs> I came to this group um, out of a dark night and I was led to it because I was told I had to find my people and I didn't know that was my great need none of us know that that's our great need uh, but it is and uh, to love and share and express the love of God uh, all through the day wherever I can in whatever way um, is the expression of the atonement and unless I express it I can't remember it it's just that simple um, and so you know, I have all my gratitude for the opportunity to express um, that thing that I value more than anything ever eternally the love of God I'm complete um, thank you so much Lori. just beautiful Lori. thank you thank you Lori thank you Lori thank you so much Lori this is Sandra um, really quickly you know finding your people is really important 
and you may go through a few and have to let them go. And that's not so hard when you apply who the people are. They are they all have the truth in them. And I can let people go in love, not in upset or anger, because I know that they have the truth in them. We're just not in we're not you know, we're not aligning at the moment, but but I don't have to be upset about that because at some point we will align. It's just not right now. I'm complete. Yeah. The miracles you're not asked to perform have not lost their value, he says. Um, and, and sometimes we're not. And that's okay. Um, we're all still on the same parallel path. <laughs> so, thanks, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. Yes, and thank you, Lori. Any final shares? Well, just, you know, quickly, if I can just um, share this one thing. is um, When I think of the lesson, uh, I am surrounded by the love of God, uh, for me it's become another way of saying I am surrounded and even immersed within the atonement of God. Um, for in that one word, I think in the urtext it says, to atone means to undo that which never was. And I can find my safety and protection knowing that I'm surrounded. I'm always within that uh, gift of the atonement. Um, you know, and, and the means is forgiveness, which returns me to a state of inner peace. And as I shared before, I found that to be a very powerful state of mind and um, it leads to the accomplishment of the goal of A Course in Miracles which is know thyself you know it brings me back to that awareness and um, the recognition that there really is nothing to learn it's all about remembering and recognizing it you know as a thought in the mind of God my mind contains the infinite knowledge that is in God. So when I hear something or read something that resonates within me, it's like it's not a, it doesn't come through as a new learning. It comes through as a recognition that it's like, of course, I knew that at some level, um, deep within my unconsciousness and and I realize that what we call consciousness as humans is really an unconscious state of truth. And our consciousness and our awareness of it comes back to us whenever we embrace a thought of love. 
you know, it turns out that that love, which is the atonement, which is God, which is who we are, is the bringer of truth back to my true memory. You know, it's it's like Jesus once told me, memory is not about the past. Uh, true memory is of a present state, having nothing to do with the past. In this present moment, I realize and remember and recognize the truth which was always contained within me, which is all part of the atonement and God's plan of atonement to bring back the truth to my conscious awareness. So anyhow, <laughs> that was a little longer than I had planned, but thank you for letting me share it. I'm complete. Well, I'm so glad I stayed for that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you did, Lana. It's very beautiful. Thank you so much. And in that same vein, <laughs> you, you took me right to where I wanted to close today. Um, in the section in Chapter 7 called The Total Commitment. You are the will of God. Do not accept anything else as your will, or you are denying what you are. Deny this, and you will attack, believing you have been attacked. But see the love of God in you, and you will see it everywhere, because it is everywhere. See his abundance in everyone, and you will know that you are in him with them. They are part of you, as you are part of God. You are as lonely without understanding this as God himself is lonely when his sons do not know him. The peace of God is understanding this. There is only one way out of the world's thinking just as there was only one way into it. Understand totally by understanding totality. Um, The way just gets wider and wider and wider along this path. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone who shared, who joined, who listened, who listened later. Um, thank you, everyone who makes that that one decision to let the mind serve the holy purpose. Um, love you guys. Bye bye. Or no, don't say goodbye. I'm going to end the recording. <laughs> <laughs>